Welcome back to the Grow Daily Podcast, hosted by me, Rafina, a place where you can learn, grow, and reflect. And today's topic is love. Why are we so bad at love? And why finding and keeping love in our life is a lot harder than what romantic comedies make it out to be. The reason why we all suck at love is because we're all hopeless romantics. I included me being the biggest hopeless romantic that has ever lived. But we can't be too hard on ourselves because romanticism is a narrative that has been intertwined into our social constructs through the mediums of film, books, music, poetry, and art. All things that I hold dear and near my heart. But this idea dates back all the way to the 18th century, where Romanticism began in Western Europe, which then spread all over the world. So we can begrudgingly thank the artists, poets, and philosophers of the 18th century for the reason why we're all hopeless romantics. Who doesn't like the idea of long walks on the beach? Talking under the stars? A surprise breakfast in bed. All the things you do when you're madly in love. And that might be nice if those things were the standard all year round. But our day-to-day reality isn't filled with those romantic gestures. People in romantic relationships still have to do mundane tasks. That's just part of life. Whether that may be a couple having to cook dinner, do house chores, take out the rubbish, buy food, essentials for the house, see how I didn't mention not one romantic gesture? That's because day-to-day life isn't a romantic comedy. And if you told me this when I was a young 18-year-old, I would have laughed in your face. Because as a naive youngster I was, I was falling in love with anyone and everyone that looked at me. And I had enough time and resources to make whatever relationship I was in filled with romantic gestures because anything less wasn't quote-unquote true love. Before I go any further into my own tragic love life in my early years, first I want to talk about what is a romantic and what do they exactly believe to be true love. One of the many things that romantics believe in is love at first sight. They strongly believe in developing crushes with complete strangers and as i say this out loud it comes off a lot creepier than it is but the thing is we all do it think about all the crushes that you've had in your life whether you're seeing a handsome or pretty protagonist save the world in your favorite netflix show or you may be ordering coffee one morning before you start your day and you notice the barista making your coffee is absolutely gorgeous or you're standing in the train and you glance over to someone attractive in the opposite direction and all you can think for the remainder of the day is who is that and what is their name. What do all these scenarios have in common? To you, they are all complete strangers. Yet that does not stop us from falling head first. Alan de Potton from the School of Life. If you're not familiar with Alan's work in the School of Life, they make amazing content around topics such as love, philosophy, and history. 
highly recommend his work. He was a big inspiration for this episode. Alan talks about the idea that romantics that fall head over heels for their so-called crush without realizing it are walking into an unpleasant nightmare. The crush that you're idolizing may be beautiful, terrific, amazing. In hindsight, that very person that you're fantasizing about has more flaws than you have fingers and that that will probably cause you more bad than good. The reality is that we're all flawed in our own way. No matter how perfect you try to betray yourself, no one is perfect. And we often forget that when we're fantasizing over a crush. In a sense, we put that person on a pedestal where they can't do no wrong. And that's completely fine if your crush stays a crush. What happens if you actually have a chance? Imagine this. The stars align and you're struck with pure luck and you find that very crush standing one meter away from you and they're talking actual words to your face. But you can't seem to be able to string along at least one sentence. Picture that person finding and not being able to speak kind of cute and they ask you out on a date. One date turns into two, two dates turn into three and bam, you're in a relationship with your so-called crush. Finally, your dreams come true, but after a month of dating, what happens? You guessed it. Breakup. But not a nice breakup with his closure and nice words, but rather a breakup that ends with harsh words, contempt, and emotional baggage. As I reflect on my past relationships as a young romantic that I was, I realized that all my relationships ended badly and they were short-lived. But it was love at first sight, right? And as soon as there were roadblocks in my relationships in the past, I believed that the love merely just fizzled out and that it wasn't meant to be. As I say this, I feel like I'm not the only one. A relationship in 2020 doesn't last longer than 48 hours if you're lucky. And I said I wasn't going to give advice, but here I am breaking my own rule. But if I had to give one piece of advice to someone that sucks at love, it's this. Stop falling in love with the first person you see. They're not the angel you think they are. Have you ever at some point in your life just wanted a relationship where you didn't have to speak? Like where your partner just understood you. Where you didn't have to constantly tell the person how you felt because they already knew. Maybe in the past you were in relationships where you were constantly telling that person how you felt 24-7. And all that talking just led to dramas, arguments, and misunderstandings. In a nutshell, you wanted a wordless love. A love where your better half just understood you. Where you didn't have to constantly tell the person how you felt because they already knew. Maybe in the past, you were in relationships where you are constantly telling that person how you felt 24-7. And all that talking just led to dramas, arguments, and misunderstandings. In a nutshell, you wanted a wordless love. A love where your better half just understood you. Where the connection was so strong, you understand them, they understand you, and everything just flows. In my adolescence and early 20s, I wanted exactly that. And when I was in relationships where there was a lot of talking and arguing, to me, I took it as a sign that the relationship was failing. And then that person that I was seeing wasn't right for me. And I kept telling myself that, 
When I finally find my so-called soulmate, everything will be perfect and there will be calm in the world once again. In those early years, I thought true love was wordless and I felt that if I had to express my feelings through words, it was a sign that that person didn't understand me and that they were better off with someone else. I was convinced that if I found the right person, I would experience the purest of loves and that my life romantically would be complete. Slowly over time, I realized that this perfect wordless love that I was craving and seeking didn't exist. Hey, if this is your first time tuning in, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the show. If you're someone that's interested in learning and seeking mental clarity and forming better habits, this podcast is for you. By subscribing to the Grow Daily podcast, you'll be a part of the growing community and you'll be able to listen to all the interesting episodes that are coming up in the next couple weeks. You can find the Grow Daily podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Let's get back into it. And again, you can only blame your favorite rom-com for this because we've all been told that in order to fall in love, it needs to be grand, it needs to be wordless, and it needs to be romantic. That's great if you do have those moments, but what happens when you don't? For me again, in some cases, I experienced those moments at the beginning of the relationship. But as time went on, those very moments faded into the distance. Those quote-unquote wordless love moments I experienced of falling in love seemed to be nothing but scenes out of a movie. But fast forward a few months in my relationship and those romantic moments turned into nightmares. Have you ever been with your partner to get lunch? And neither of you can decide what to eat. They expect you to know, you expect them to know, one thing leads to another, and you're deep in an argument about what to eat. Which then leads to 24 hours of a silent treatment. And then 48 hours of questioning the relationship. Doesn't sound romantic anymore, right? Because day-to-day activities are like this. It's real. And in the short term, relying on a wordless love is charming, but in the long term, very unsustainable. Another reason why we suck at love is because we search for familiarity. Familiarity in a sense is that we seek love in what is familiar to us. The thing about familiarity is that seeking love that is familiar most times leads you down a dark, unforgiving road where there is zero chance of return. The common analogy is of one dating the bad girl or boy. One may have the option of dating the quote-unquote nice girl or guy, but instead opts for the bad boy or girl because that is what they're used to, even though they know that that very person is not good for them. This is an amazing analogy that stands the test of time, but I want to reframe and conceptualize it a little bit more. If you're someone that has been in only amazing relationships, where it's been nothing but sunshine and roses, that's great. I'm very envious of you. But the majority of people, including myself, have been in at least one or two unhealthy relationships. The interesting thing about unhealthy relationships is that some people become accustomed to it. Have you ever been with someone and the relationship is on the rocks? 
but you can't seem to come to the conclusion of ending things because that person that you're with has become such a familiar figure in your life. And the idea of ending a one to five year relationship is just inconceivable because all that time and effort you've put into that person over the years will essentially go to waste. This is very common. People staying in unhealthy relationships based on this very notion of familiarity. No matter how much the relationship is leaning like the Tower of Pisa, they will reframe and cover up the many imperfections and pretend their love is standing strong like the Eiffel Tower. And you may be asking, why do we do this? It's simple. The reason why we cling to familiarity like a magnet to metal is because it's comforting. And at some twisted subconscious level, in familiarity we seek suffering and pain. Why else would we put up with it? The crazy thing, we tell ourselves we do it for love. We allow ourselves to suffer because we know we're doing it for love. But when does that love become unhealthy? Mark Manson, the writer of the bestseller The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, beautifully says this, while love may make you feel better about your relationship problems, it doesn't actually solve any of your relationship problems. Sweet and simple from Mark, but also very true. It's one thing to suffer in the name of love, but it's another thing to let that very relationship damage your individual identity and self-worth. The moment you let familiarity consume your judgment in a relationship, you lose the love, but more importantly, you lose yourself in the process. As difficult as it is to say this, I feel as though people that are living in 2020 view love as a means to an end. In a sense, due to social media, reframing our perspectives on ourselves and how we view others, people are not looking for meaningful connection, but rather are looking for admiration and attention. I'll say that one again, it may be a bitter pill to swallow, but a real eye-opener if it applies to you or someone you know. People are not looking for meaningful connection, but rather are looking for admiration and attention. Both those things are okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't desire admiration or desire attention. I'm trying to say this, people act as though they are seeking meaningful connection they portray they are searching for love, but in reality, they are protecting themselves from really feeling love. Why? Because we're all afraid of getting hurt. Very counterintuitive because all humans at our core crave love and connection. But why do we do this? Honestly, I don't know. But what I do know is that this mentality only leads to short-lived relationships and love that only scratches the surface. Yet, we idealize love. Movies and stories celebrate finding love as life's ultimate goal, the final solution to all our pain and struggle. Yet we overestimate love and as a result our relationships pay the price. The problem with idealizing love is that it causes us to develop unrealistic expectations about what love actually is. And what it can do for us. We expect it to be one way, but in reality, it's another, which leads into one thing we idealize the most. 
and that is our past relationships. Another reason why we suck at love is because we suck at getting over our ex. How can we move forward if we're still stuck in the past? A great TED talk by Guy Winch, I've watched more times than I can count, explains the notion of idealizing memories. When one experiences a heartbreak or an ending of love with someone, one tends to idealize all the memories that they've had with that one person, essentially only remembering the good times rather than the bad times. What this does is deepens their emotional pain and complicates their recovery, handicapping them from moving forward and finding love again, and in some cases bringing their unresolved baggage into new relationships. Guy Winch explains that love is basically a drug and they were all addicts and then we hold on to memories like it's a substance that is fueling our addiction. Brain studies have shown that the withdrawal of romantic love activates the same mechanisms in our brains that get activated when an addict is withdrawing from substances like cocaine. As crazy as that sounds, it is rooted in truth. When my first relationship ended, I felt as though it was the end of the world. A bit dramatic, but that's how I felt. Your mind will try and tell you that you were incomplete without that person. And you portray that person in your mind to be perfect. But in reality, there were reasons why that love did not work. Yet we romanticize and remember the spontaneous adventures, endless hours on the phone, the romantic dinners. Rather than remembering the arguments, the fights, the days of silent treatment. Speaking from my own personal experience, I've fallen victim to not only idealizing love on a whole, but also idealizing the person that I was once in love with. But doing this has not only affected my ability to love again, but it also has affected our relationships that have come after. I want to end with a great analogy I came up with, and it's this. Idealizing love and romantic memories is like a booby trap. In this case, the leaves and makeshift grass are the memories that you cannot let go of. In more memories you idealize and remember, the chance of you falling into the dark hole becomes more and more likely. And once you fall, you only fall deeper and deeper into the trap. And when you finally reach the bottom of the trap, you find yourself back in the relationship you once desperately tried to escape from. I hope I haven't been too harsh on the thing that we all desperately want in our lives, and that is love. I really wanted to dive deep into the dark side of love and talk about the different insights to why we kind of suck at it. And if you're someone that is an expert or a pro at love, then this episode isn't for you. But I feel as though the majority of people experience the good, bad, and ugly. The thing is, it's okay to experience all three. If you've only experienced the good, or you've only experienced the bad, that's when things get a little bit complicated and creates a gray area. As great as it is to be in love, you must also understand that love isn't enough. It takes more than love to make a relationship work. Being a romantic is great, 
I'd go as far to say that I'm an emotional, soppy romantic, but I've learned that love can't stand on its own, and I learned that the hard way. That being said, if you are a romantic, stop falling in love with the first person you meet. Developing crushes is okay, we all do it, but try not to put them on a pedestal. A wordless love is nice for the first few dates, but long term is unsustainable. Be aware of familiarity and make sure you don't lose sight of who you are in the relationship. And whatever you do, make sure you don't fall in to the booby trap. Thank you again so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope I provided some sort of value to everyone listening. Again, a big thank you to everyone that has been listening. If you haven't already streamed or downloaded this episode, please do so. Also, subscribe to the Grow Daily podcast, whether it may be on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Again, thank you so much, and I want to end with this. It doesn't matter how fast you grow, what matters is the fact that you're growing. I'm Rafino. And this is the Grow Daily Podcast.